Hello and welcome to the ESG Fitness Podcast. I thought today I would talk about coaching, uh, my approach to coaching clients, a bit about Commit to Six because we're just about to start the next intake of Commit to Six. And I guess like, I think it's useful to do this every so often because the more experience you get, the the better your coaching becomes and different aspects become more important and yeah I wanted to go through maybe my approach to coaching at the moment which which may change and grow I mean like more experience isn't ever going to make you a worse coach is it so I'm always looking to learn and grow but I guess these are changes that have come up more recently I think and I'll start with what is different about Commit to Six or more broadly like what is different about coaching with me, Andy or Shona and our approach to these things and I could list off like the details of the program but you can find that on the website which is esgfitness.co.uk. In fact do you know what I will briefly go over them. So what happens when you sign up to Commit to Six is we get a load of information from you and based on that information we set your nutrition targets and you are allocated a coach given your preferences, your goals, who we think would be best suited to you. Uh, you are then put in an amazing group of supportive people who are all striving for like different goals but striving to better themselves in some way. It is one of like my favourite places. Can it, can it be a place without being a place? But it's just, it's so supportive. It's a lovely feeling like for me as a coach, but it's also just, I can't, I'm, I'm not very articulate at describing this, but some real friendships have been made in there, even though most of them have never met before. And I think that especially happened this year throughout lockdown and everyone sort of pulling through and creating a community or there already was a community there, but really like and emphasizing that community and the importance of online community especially when we can't see each other as much anyway so you've got the supportive group you have your training programs you which are all built towards or geared towards building muscle and that's true even if your goal is fat loss I think a lot of people get a little bit confused about this and basically what we want to happen when you're in a fat loss phase or if if your goal is to lose fat is for you to lose as much body fat as possible and maintain or even build as much lean muscle mass as possible and the best way to do that is to train like you want to build muscle now the fact is if you're in an energy deficit you won't build that much muscle so you might be thinking oh I don't want to do a muscle building program because I don't want to put on too much muscle like you won't it's very hard to accidentally put on muscle and even if you're trying to put on muscle it's very hard to do I have been trying for many many years <laughs> still not overly successful but that's why we um, focus your training on building muscle now I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago on the importance of muscle mass for health and well-being and longevity and metabolic function it's so so important and so underrated and that's why we focus so much of our time on building muscle. The other aspect is that I don't want 
people to get in the headspace of just exercising to to expend calories like yes exercise will expend calories but I want you to prioritize the limited time you have to exercise on building muscle and then what we do is we set you an activity target which you can meet via cardio if you wanted to if you were like yeah I want to do my activity target is 12,000 steps but I'm gonna run to do it or do you know what I'm gonna try and swap that for cycling because I have bad knees and actually walking that much or running that much doesn't suit me or I'm gonna use the cross trainer like we can vary these things up it's just about utilizing both sides of the energy balance equation and making sure we can fit that into your life and making sure that you enjoy exercise I don't want to go on too much of a tangent because I can feel myself going. So I'm bringing it back to what you get from the Commit to Six program in terms of these like bullet points. You also get one-to-one check-ins with your designated coach. But the joy of having three of us is that you get the best out of all of us. So if any of it, like we've got a group chat that goes on the whole time. And if if I have a question that's, I don't know, something to do with yoga, I'll I'll send it to Shona. Or if I have something about certain technique on a certain exercise that I know Andy's really good at and make sure he does a video for that in the group so you get the best of all of us but you'll also develop a really good relationship with your designated coach or your assigned coach and that's really important in fact I think it's probably one of the most underrated aspects of working with a coach is the empowerment you get from having someone who has your best interests at heart who is backing you 100% and who believes that you can achieve your goal. And often even before you actually believe that you can achieve your goal. That's so empowering and so helpful in the process. And we also do weekly podcasts, which if you're listening to this podcast, you will probably already know that we get questions from the group and from your one-to-one check-ins. They can be anonymous if you want them to be. And the podcast I feel really just gives us, these are live in the group as well, but the the podcast recording really gives us a chance to like explore the question. So it's not just, should I do this with my calories? Yes or no. It's, okay, here's the nuances here. Like, what would this mean in this situation? Do I need to go and find some research on X supplement and see what the pros and cons would be in this given scenario? Like, what's the new evidence that, shows we should be training fasted or we shouldn't be training fasted and we tend not to just answer like yes or no we'll go into the research behind it okay actually fasted training probably not useful for fat loss but very interesting research on endurance adaptations and training in a fasted state that's just the first thing that came to my head but yeah that you kind of get the idea I hope I think we'll see You also have a morning and an evening routine, which most programs don't implement. And I actually think it's so important. And I mean, it's something that I've always done and I didn't really realize I was doing. And then when I did realize I was doing it, I was like, oh, this is actually why I'm quite productive. And it's not a big thing. I think some people see that and they're like, oh, I would never have time to implement this. Like it's not one of those crazy Instagram morning routines where you need to get up three hours early to like grind your own coffee and then meditate for 45 minutes before you read 10 pages of your next book. Do you know what one thing, this is again an aside, but I 
can't get behind reading in the morning. Like I'm a get up and go person. And I don't think I could sit down and just like read a novel in the morning. Informational things. Informational. <laughs> I think they call it non-fiction, Emma. Non-fiction things I could read. And I do read actually now that I'm thinking about it. Like I'll often read a, a paper or a review or something in the morning. But I couldn't just sit down and read a novel in the morning. <clears throat> anyway, that isn't what the morning routine is about. It's about getting up and going, but it is about starting your day with the right intentions so that the decisions you make throughout the day tend to almost, it's like subconsciously, they are better decisions. So if you start your in day with, your in day, if you start your day with the intent of doing something positive for yourself, reminding yourself of your goal, executing part of that goal, hydrating yourself, fueling yourself, like these small things have a huge impact over time and it's not necessarily about the exercise that you do like it's not the quantity of exercise you're doing or the stimulus on your muscle or if that will produce hypertrophy or physical changes it's the mental benefit of doing it and how that sets you up for the rest of the day and trust me like try it try it and you will see what I'm talking about so when you sign up to commit to six you get a morning routine you also have an evening routine, which is about assessing your day and planning for the next day. So there's some cheesy quote that's like the best the best day starts the night before with a plan. But it is true. Like a couple of reasons for that. One, you sort of go over it in your head the night before or like as you're sleeping. OK, this is what I'm doing tomorrow. Two, you don't then wake up and think, oh, what will I do today? Like you already know what you're doing so you can get up and go. There's not the faffing around all morning that wastes a hell of a lot of time and kind of drains your energy. And finally, another thing that a lot of programs don't do, which I've found really useful, and I know that the feedback from Commit Six, in fact, the two things that really stick out, the morning routine and the daily accountability. So we do a daily accountability post in the group and you write down your non-negotiables which I ask you in the group, you will see what those are, but they're basically the behaviours that you want to do every day to get you closer to your goal at the end of the day. Quite simple. And I set those for you. And then we check in every day to make sure you're hitting them. And it's not about being perfect every day. It's about being accountable every day. It's about doing your best every day. And one of the things that we often, we, one of the things that I talk about a lot is this notion of imperfect action and it's kind of what I'm about to get onto now because although there's some aspects there I've talked talked about that maybe other coaching programs don't do the real magic I like to think of the way I coach or the difference in the way I coach is the emphasis on changing your mindset and I'm going to come on to why this is so important and I'm also going to come on to like delving into that a little bit because I think it's thrown around so much like oh mindset is so important and I'm really going to show you why mindset is so important in this podcast. I hope. That is my goal for this podcast. So to some extent, everything I've just said doesn't really matter. And I hope that this is going to make sense and you're going to see why if you keep listening. And I can't overemphasize the importance of changing your mindset around things and not just in terms of finding balance and not over restricting and habit forming 
that's obviously important, but also in how you see yourself and how you think and how you feel. So over the next six weeks, if you're joining Commit to Six, my goal is really to brainwash you into being a happier, healthier, fitter and stronger version of yourself. A lot of people say that you need to change your mindset before you change your body. And I don't totally agree with that. I think that that sometimes happens, sometimes doesn't. But they tend to come hand in hand. And you can change physically without changing mentally. You Like I see it all the time. What, but what tends to happen here and what the problem is, is that you get to your goal and you don't enjoy it. You reach your goal weight and you're still tearing yourself apart or nitpicking yourself or always finding faults in yourself. Or you fit into your favorite dress, but you still don't like your arms because it wasn't what you expected. Or it was what you expected, but now you want something else. And it's because you're aiming for this unrealistic expectation of perfection. And it's not unrealistic because you can't hit X number on the scale or because you can't fit into a certain dress. It's unrealistic because you would never let yourself achieve this like unattainable notion of perfection anyway. It is elusive and yet you're trying to get there and you're beating yourself up for never getting there. And you will always change the goalposts. Like this, I've been in this headspace for years and like probably my whole life, like there's always something else. And you're in this perfectionist mindset. And I've spoken about this before, but it gets it gets thrown around as like a positive, oh, I'm a perfectionist. I always like to do things perfectly. It's the worst mindset to be in. And you're telling yourself that you need to be perfect before you can be happy, which means that because perfect doesn't actually exist, like you would never let yourself get there anyway, then you will never be happy. Like you will never have the perfect body until you change your mind about how you see your body. Even if I gave you what you thought on paper was the perfect body now, 100% you start picking it apart if I gave you it. Like it wouldn't be perfect anymore. It'd be slightly different. Oh, the, yeah, it's good, but I want this as well. And it's fine to want more. That isn't what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you shouldn't keep progressing or that it might be fun to see if you could get slightly bigger arms or push yourself a little bit more. But it doesn't mean that you need to wait till then to be happy or to be content. Like you can be content and strive for more without beating yourself up. And this is what we talk about when we say things like, oh, it should be coming from a place of love or, or more to the point, it shouldn't be coming from a place of hate. Like, I don't want you to be dying because you hate your body. I really want you to be dying because you love your body and you want to see how amazing it can feel. You're investing time, money, effort into yourself because you deserve it and because you want to see the amazing things that your body can do. But the problem is, if you're coming at this from a perfectionist mindset, you won't enjoy those results. I, I mean, you'll still get them. M most people who I work with who have this perfectionist mindset, th they still get results. It's just they get there and they then don't enjoy them because they're still, they're still picking themselves apart and they still have this negative self-talk in their head. And I think what most people are afraid of, and I say most people because I think this is what I was afraid of, is that if they stop holding themselves to this perfect ideal, then they would just let themselves go. Like when you get into a relationship and you're like, oh, I feel 
like feeling overly comfortable in a relationship and just be like, oh, I don't need to look after myself anymore. And this is a problem in a relationship as well, now I think about it. But the best relationships I see are the ones where people, or where each partner wants to be the best version of themselves for their partner. And now you need to imagine that that partner is you. So you want to be the best version of yourself for yourself. You wouldn't constantly tear your partner down. Like, oh, you look good, but you've still got those stretch marks. Or, well done on that new job, but you still you still aren't the boss, are you? Like, you still got, there's still a couple of pay grades. So, you know, congrats on finishing the marathon, but not too many congrats because don't want you to get complacent but yeah like that's how we speak to ourselves like yeah, you've done okay but like didn't you've not done that okay and like don't ever let yourself be content or happy because then you would stop trying it like it doesn't when you say it out loud like this is a really stupid way to think but so many of us think like that and just a little side note if if you do speak to your partner like that um i have no idea how you're in a relationship but maybe we should like that's probably another that's another discussion what I want you to understand from this is that there is no point in reaching your goal if you're still stuck in this negative mindset with poor body image and negative self-talk because you will not enjoy it part of the journey has to be to change the way you think about yourself and that doesn't just happen I think a lot of us think, oh, it'll happen when I look a certain way. I'll love my body when I look a certain way. No, it doesn't just happen. Like it takes conscious effort and it takes pulling yourself up on your own negative self-talk and being like, why do I speak to myself like this? Why am I an absolute dick to myself? You have to learn to start admiring yourself as you would admire someone else. Do you know what? More than you would admire someone else, but like let's start there if, if you think about someone who's like a bit of a hero to you who you look up to who you admire and I know you're all thinking about me <laughs> I'm joking but now imagine you felt the way that you feel about me about that person but you felt that about yourself and how amazing that would feel and you don't nitpick them you don't like any imperfections if you're in love with someone any imperfections you have they have sorry you're like oh it's so quirky and cute isn't it like love that about them but when it's you you don't feel like that you're you're horrible about yourself and a lot of people blame their negative views of themselves on comparison so this is the next point I want to come on to and I don't think that's the problem and quite frankly if it was the problem then good luck because it is impossible to avoid comparison like unless you walk around wearing a blindfold wearing a blindfold you won't be able to avoid comparison I mean even then like you can avoid comparing yourself to others people try and avoid comparison by doing things like deleting social media that isn't a solution like you can't avoid comparing yourself to yeah you can avoid seeing it every day but what you really need to do is change the way that you think So instead of just trying to avoid situations, which by the way, is like every situation ever, if you are someone who is actively trying to compare yourself to others all the time, 
instead of trying to avoid these situations where comparison occurs, try and change the way you think about it. Try and ask yourself why, what, what, one, why you're comparing yourself. Two, why does that make you feel a certain way? I like being triggered by things on social media. Like if I see something and it makes me feel a certain way, I'm like, why has that sparked something in me? Like, why does that annoy me? Or why does that make me feel bad about myself? Why does seeing one of your peers do well make you feel bad about yourself? And I often think, this isn't always the case, but I often think it's because you know you could achieve the same, but you haven't yet. And that's why when you compare yourself to like celebrities, it doesn't really have the same sting because it's like, oh, so-and-so's just made a million. That doesn't really affect me because it's so far out of my reach. Whereas if it's one of your friends who's got a new job and it makes you feel quite bad because you haven't got a new job and it makes you feel like you should be doing more with your life or you should be getting promotions. Can you flip that round and use that to fuel you to drive yourself to go for that next promotion? Lose the weight that you want to lose. Like seeing your friend look amazing in a bikini uh, does that make you feel bad about yourself because you're like, oh, I kind of want that. Can you flip that around into, I want that and I'm going to use that as motivation to get me there as opposed to staying in this fixed negative mindset where you think that you could never achieve that. And the realisation that no matter what you achieve, you'll never be happy unless you change your mindset around comparing yourself to others. If you're stuck in this headspace of always comparing yourself, then that's all you'll ever do. And you thought that like making 100K would make you happy, but now you realize that someone else is making 200. And you thought that running a 5K in 30 minutes would make you happy, but then you realize Jenny did it in 28 minutes. Your outcome here hasn't changed. Like you ran a 5K in 30 minutes, that's freaking awesome. Why is the fact that when you turn around and realise Jenny did it in 28 minutes, why does that take away from your pride in your in, in achieving the goal that you wanted to achieve just because someone else ran faster? Don't let that make you feel deflated because realistically, there's always going to be someone else that can run faster. Here's the thing, and I hope this resonates because I think once you get your head around it, it's really like <laughs> enlightening. And I hope this isn't too wishy-washy, but... <clears throat> Are you ready? When you really start to think about it, like the end goal is to be happy. And when you consider that and you think deeply enough about it, then the outcome does not matter without the change in mindset. Like having the perfect body or running the fastest 5K or earning the most money will bring you nothing unless you allow yourself to be happy when you achieve that goal. And trust me, allowing yourself that will not make you lazy. I think that's what people worry about most. It's if you're not picking yourself apart, then you'll get lazy. If you don't constantly tell yourself that you need to diet, then you'll get fat. If you don't shame yourself into exercise, then you wouldn't do it. If you don't tell yourself what you're currently doing isn't good enough, then you'll never strive to more it's horseshit. Like I thought that as well. I was so in that mindset of if I'm not really harsh to myself, then I won't do anything. I'll just get lazy. Try taking the pressure off and realize how much more enjoyable life is without the constant anxiety and like 
self-imposed guilt and shame that you should be doing more and then you get to enjoy your wins and actually usually you'll end up doing more and you'll do more not because you should or because you have to but because you want to like going for a run in the morning because you want to is the best feeling ever going for a run in the morning because you feel that you should because you overate last night is the worst feeling like it's not fun it's not enjoyable you're forcing yourself to do it but when you just change that to I get to do this because I want to do this not because I feel I should or that I have to it completely changes the exact same thing like the action is exactly the same this is kind of full circle oh I did it yay full circle back to the start where I'm like this is what you get from the commit to six program my point about saying like it's not really important is that the same actions done with the quote-unquote wrong mindset or like I guess the the mindset most of us start in and most of us start dieting in is, is that we should do these things it's the same action but it's a completely different outcome how you feel will be completely different depending on how you approach it okay I'm gonna wrap this up because I actually wanted it to be 20 minutes and I'm already on 25 but at the end of the day or this podcast or your life <laughs> gosh it's getting very deep the, but the end goal is happiness and I like I personally want to look back on my life and see that I was myself happy most of the time I mean I'm not like I, I'm real here like I know there will be unhappy days and you probably only appreciate happiness when you've felt some sadness as well but I want to have looked back and I want to see a happy life and I also want to see that I've made other people happy and I think these two things are, are pretty closely linked as well and you'll never achieve this by constantly beating yourself up and aiming for unattainable perfectionist ideals that don't even exist and never letting yourself be content you'll also probably not make other people happy either think of the people who make you the happiest when you're around them they're usually quite happy people and you have so much more to give when you're happier as well I also find that you judge people far less when you're happy in yourself because when you're not looking for all these faults in yourself you stop looking for them in other people it's like projection anyway that is again another topic I hope this has been useful if you're listening to this the week that I release it i.e before the 4th of January then you can sign up to commit to six to start on the 4th of January at www.esgfitness.co.uk I will brainwash you into a happier healthier fitter and stronger version of yourself if you do have any questions about this please feel free to message me on social media at ESG Fitness or Emma Story Gordon Fitness or you can email me via my website by filling in the coaching application form and I will get back to you. Have a lovely day.